0: Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold.
1: turning out to be a november to remember always remember to keep it heavy this is the vernomatic this is metal mayhem roc it's thursday night it's 8 p.m and it's time to get things going tonight we got a good one folks we're doing a double interview show metal forever mark and myself we got together with sean peck He's the lead singer and metal visionary of the band Death Dealer. In addition to about three other bands, he's also the lead singer of Cage. He's one of the three Tremors, and he's worked with Hank Sherman and Michael Denner of Merciful Fate fame. Well, we were talking with Sean about the new brand new, the third release of Death Dealer called Conquered Lands. That's coming out on November 13th next week. So we're going to be playing some of the music from it, a track called Sorcerer Supreme. Now, your metal homework is to try to say that three times correctly and get back to me on that. So we're going to be playing Sorcerer Supreme. And after the interview, we're going to be playing the second single in the new video, a song called Running With The Wolves. So it's Sean Peck, Death Dealer. Great interview. And then on the back end of that, we have another interview with a guy named Terry Leroy. Terry is the lead singer of a band called, uh, it's called a-, a Granny for Barrel. And he put together another band called uh, Leroy 13. And what Leroy 13 did, this is really cool, they did a cover of the Dio song Stand Up and Shout and it's a benefit for the Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund that Dio's late wife, Wendy Dio, uh, runs and oversees. So I had a chance to interview Terry. He talks about how this all came about, the musicians that he has involved in it. It's some guys from other metal bands out there, and we're going to take a listen to that song to end the show. So... We have Terry Leroy from Leroy 13 and the Dio, and we have Sean Peck. Again, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in tonight. Remember, 8 p.m. Thursday nights, we have new shows that drop. Sometimes we have interviews. Sometimes we have segments called Streaming for Vengeance, where we uh, play some new music out there. But we want to invite you to interact with the show by either going to the facebook group page which is metal mayhem roc group page you could search us on twitter you could search us online at metal mayhem roc whatever it takes get in touch with us due to technical difficulties beyond our control we pick the interview up in progress so without any further ado this is sean peck and the song sorcerer supreme new death dealer Metal Mayhem ROC. Unfortunately, uh, we haven't had a chance to hear anything besides the single. Uh, what's yeah. the Yeah, what's the rest of the album, is it in the vein of Sorcerer Supreme, or is there a, a now you jokingly said it's a lot of Viking and that kind of, that angle, but is there, what, what is the feel of the uh, Conquered Lands release?
2: The feel is it's mostly fast. Um, there, you know, there's a song called Slay or Be Slain. That's kind of like a, you know, Conan rides into the village and kills the freaking bad guy kind of thing. You know, when you're in a band with Ross, the boss, you have to have a a barbarian on a horse uh, slaying <laughs> his enemy <laughs> song. Um, we have another song that's uh, with, which is a title that's been done probably 10,000 times called hail to the King, but this is probably the best hail to the King song. Uh, I'll put this hail to the King song against any of the other ones that have been done. Um, we've got a, a song called Beauty and the Blood, which is kind of a vampire song. Every good metal album either needs to have a vampire song or a song about witches. Mm-hmm. And this album has both of them because there's a sequel to our song off Warmaster, which is one of my favorite Death Dealer songs, Curse of the Heretic. And this song is called The Heretic Has Returned. Um, there's a really good anthem song that's going to come out on a lyric video called Every Nation, which is kind of about like... You know, what would the world be like if it was filled with nothing but metal heads? It would be, you know, a much better place kind of thing. Really, really good hooky choruses. Uh, and then, we had, you know, there's a there's a ballad on there that's um, Stu sent me this acoustic piece. And I came up with this really great melody line. I started singing it and I go, let let me take on a new challenge and write the most depressing song I could put up the most depressing words I can put to paper, which was, and that's called 22 gone, which is talks about 22, you know, American soldiers commit suicide every day is this, the statistic. And it's uh, most of our fans will be hanging themselves from a ceiling fan once they hear this song. So uh, super, super depressing, but I think it's Ross's favorite song on the album. So it's mostly fast. There's a few like mid tempo, you know, Anthem, you know, super headbangers. One's called Running with the Wolves. It's kind of, you know, we're a death dealer, we're a badass band, rock and roll kind of, kind of thing. And, um, but most of it's fast, couple anthems, and then there's the ballad, which which is, I keep going back to listen to that ballad. So I, if as far as, you know, it's metal as can be. There's, there's thrash, there's epicness, there's classic heavy metal. And of course, you
1: know, there's insane guitar playing and then me screaming all over the place. You mentioned, 80% of this album was done like three or four years ago. That being said, did you leave it as is or did you just pick up and finish it?
2: Well, we went in we wrote a few more songs and then we kind of, we finished some of the ones that weren't all the way together. And then some of them were, you know, we we, we kind of, we definitely went back in and injected a bunch of steroids into the ones that we had already done. Several of them were fine, fa- you know. We're like, there's, it's not going to get any better. We just need to, you know, finish mixing and mastering it.
1: Well, I heard somewhere where Death Dealer the next one was done compared to Conquered Lands.
2: Yeah, you, that's what I was saying. I, the De- Death Dealer Four is completely done, and we're almost done with Death Dealer Five. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy, and I'm like, I'm super trying to get excited about Death Dealer Three because I'm, I think that everyone's gonna absolutely love the record. But I'm so hyped on Death Dealer Four, man. I'm like, let's get this record out so we can start promoting the fourth Death Dealer album. Because I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm like head over heels in love with Death Dealer Four. But that's just because you know it's what I just finished, and um, that's fresh and new. And you know, I've been sitting on, I've heard these songs on death dealer three for years now, but um, the people that have heard the album absolutely love it. So maybe I'm, I'm, I'm under, uh, I'm underestimating it because every record label that we, you know, solicited it to everyone made us an offer. They all wanted it. And you're like, Oh, this is magic. And I've been, I've been sitting with it for so long. I'm like, it is okay. Well, that's good to hear. And you know, I I have heard back from a few other journalists that, that are saying great things about it. So um conquered lands um is uh is a is a great album i think i just personally have been sitting with it so long that i'm always looking for the next the next shiny object
3: well i guess it's interesting because uh i guess the rules are kind of different nowadays with um releasing music and it used to be drop your cd or drop your new album wait two years do a tour cycle drop another one and now it's just like with i guess with covid and being able to release singles and streaming things online, I guess releasing tracks to Spotify. I mean, it sounds like you could probably could release them back-to-back, I would imagine.
2: Well, this is what we're doing. So we're, you know, Steel Cartel is my record label, and we're releasing other bands on it and stuff. Um, what we're doing is we're, we're branding ourselves as the kings of the physical medium. So we have a music video and two lyric videos off Concord Land's. Those are the only three songs that are going to hit the public. You're, the, the album's coming out Friday the 13th in November. You are not going to be able to click Spotify or click YouTube Premium or click Apple Music and listen to the album. It's not going to be there. It's not hitting the streaming services. We're, we're going after the old school metal fans. If you want to hear the Death Dealer album, you're going to have to, um, you know, plunk down your money and, and buy it and support the band. We have the best looking product. I mean, you've seen the album cover art. Um, we hire the best artists. The digi pack is a sixteen panel, all custom artwork work digi pack loaded with stuff. Our pre order packages are like super insane value. With we've got you know a shirt bundle that has a three D lenticular like big, you know, like seven by nine inch, it's killer looking of the, of the album cover where, you know, you flip it back and forth. It's like in three dimensional and it changes the image and stuff and patches and all kinds of stuff. So, and the, and we, the pre-order has been incredible on death dot We, we sold a ton of stuff and people are really excited that death dealers back and people really love that Sorcerer Supreme single, but we're taking, you know, everyone talks a good game, fighting, the streaming thing. And, but we're we're putting our money where our mouth is. I mean, I'm the, I'm a little microbe in the giant ocean of music as far as Spotify goes. But we are we are not um, succumbing to the to the gatekeepers and all the distributors. Like you have to release it on streaming, you have to. I'm like, no, we do not have to. We are not doing it. And uh, we hope more metal artists, you know, join us in this crusade, and um, more people will support buying the physical medium.
3: Yeah. And Sean, that's, you know, interesting points because we have a segment here called the business of metal where we talk about the business side and all artists are saying it's just getting tougher and tougher to sell CDs or sell your music. If you put it out to the streaming services, well, granted, you get this incredible distribution, but you're getting cents on the dollar for the music that you're selling. Same thing on Amazon, right? You you put CDs up for sale there, great distribution, but what do you get when it's all said and done, right? Um, on the royalties on that or buck a CD or something. So I love the fact that you guys are taking your own music back, and I think a lot of old-school metalheads like to keep the product in their hand, and you know, they would be willing to pay for it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to have some success with that.
2: I think that all the big metal labels should get together and pull all their stuff off all the streaming Great. platforms and make their own streaming platform. Yes. I mean, every metalhead would sign up for a, for a streaming platform that had Napalm, Nuclear Blast, Metal Blade, Massacre, Frontiers, if all the the metal labels got together, paid their artists a reasonable rate, and created their own streaming platform, I might have to lead the charge on this. Maybe I need to make some phone calls. I was just uh, gonna suggest that about
3: that exact thing, and I think a lot of people are thinking the same way right now. So. Maybe we'll talk um, offline
2: on that one. <laughs> what what I mean what metalhead wouldn't sign up for that? they I'd be Agreed. like fucks what do I need Spotify for? I'm out to listen to classic rock. I can turn on the FM stereo. Like I'm not I'm not on Spotify to listen to K-pop. I'm not on Spotify to listen to country. You know, I'm a metalhead. I listen to like metal 99% of the time. Um why don't I go to a, why don't the metal labels join up and do their own platform? That's what makes perfect sense to me.
1: We're talking with Sean Peck, lead singer of Death Dealer. A visionary. And... I'm a metal visionary. Metal visionary. Yeah. Um, Sean, I want to quickly touch. I'm an old school metalhead and Merciful Fate. I, I, I love the two uh, releases you have, the Satan's Tomb and Masters of Evil with Denner and Sherman. I don't really wanna to go too deep into this rabbit hole with merciful face. Let's go deep. Oh, Let's go okay. deep into it. Is there a chance? Are those guys talking at all? Or is this this is RIP? There's no way that there would be a three.
2: I don't want to brag or anything, but did we not capture the mad, the merciful fate, magic, and those two in that EP and that and that album? I mean, that those songs, besides the vocals, sounded like merciful
1: fate, didn't they? Oh, they did. It was it was 1984 all over again, and um... and
2: and people loved them. And, and then we were, you know, we we only played I think six or seven shows together, but by like the last two festivals we played. You know, we got off that stage, and we were just like, oh, yeah, we just kick ass. Like, we finally were getting to be, like, a good live band. You know, at first, it was a little rough um, for a variety of reasons. But, but the last two, man, we freaking annihilate, last three, we, like, annihilated it. And I'm like, oh, man, this is, you know, we're going to kill it. I remember we, you know, we played right before Ghost played on the inside tent stage, and we just had... We had more people than Ghost had when they were watching them. I was like, dude, we got something going on. Um, but it's, it um, now has, you know, with this reunion without Michael Denner, which is completely ridiculous and it's petty and it's just lame for the fans. There's, I've been taught, you know, I've talked all about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't talked to Michael in like a month or so, so I don't know if there's any you know breaking news of that but we were kind of laughing because you know they they kind of you know stabbed him in the back and kept him from being part of it and then um uh they have all these you know festivals booked and then covid comes and shuts everything down and you know he was talking like I go, man, it's kind of a coincidence, huh? They got like, it's like, it's like voodoo. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> so you got the curse, of the, the curse of Michael Denner that everything got canceled.
3: We have another segment that's kind of, we call it fire or ice, and it's like an either or kind of thing. But this subject has to do with, um, I guess, the three tremors. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, looking, are you guys kind of satisfied with the way that whole project has kind of gone and, I know when you first announced uh, there was some flack because, um, you know, us metalheads know that it was supposed to be, you know, Rob, Bruce, maybe Dio or maybe Jeff Tate. And then you guys were like, hey, this concept was sitting around. Nobody nobody was using it. And, um, you know, we're big fans of Ripper as well. And so just just your comments in general about three tremors, maybe some of the flack you got from the metal community and then how that project's been going for you overall.
2: Um, well, I can tell you that the second album is done. The follow-up album is done already. That's another thing that we've been doing in the COVID stuff. And so the really excited about the new three tremors record that's, that's in the can. Um, I, I thought I was really going to get a lot more flack for quote, stealing the name than we did. Um, we got a lot of negative press on the album itself. I mean, some some of the the press, man, people went out of their way just to hate it. Like two out of ten, this is the worst album. <laughs> right. I mean, I've never had such bad reviews. Had lots and lots of good reviews, you know, but but some people really wanted to hate it. You know, not a five out of ten; it'd be like a one out of ten. There, some guy had like a half an hour YouTube video on how it was the worst. <laughs> fucking album that anyone ever put to taste and the, the the funny thing about that was we you know we've done almost i think 70 live shows now you know so it's it's a real band it's not a project you know we've toured all over the place and and you know we keep getting better the live show just keeps getting better our, our last show was a festival in england and it was freaking you know we we were dialed in and it was great I thought there'd be way more, you know, negativity on that, but there's only very little, which is real, was, I was really surprised. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, and the
3: fact is the three of you that are in this band, you you guys are veterans of the metal genre just as much as the other guys that were mentioned. And, and, but all will I've been around since, you know, early mid eighties, right. Putting out album after album and different projects. So, it's uh, you know, it's equally deserving, I guess, that you guys. Well, put that you as- know,
2: I I own the name, and you know, I there was a blabbermouth article and said Sean Peck says Bruce Dickinson can use the Three Tremors name if he wants. I'm like, I've made it to the big time. My name is in the same headline as Bruce <laughs> Dickinson in <laughs> Blabbermouth. <laughs> that, that, I saw that earlier. Life, life goals accomplished.
1: That's awesome, uh, Sean. on uh, socials that people could find uh, you, Sean Peck. Um, com The Steel Cartels. <laughs> what are they? Yeah, Steel, steel Cartels. You know, right now we're, we're looking for the Death
2: Dealer. So DeathDealerMetal.com, DeathDealerMetal.com. Support the music. Please pre-order it. It's, you know, not only is the stuff awesome, you know, looking, but it's the value. When you see the prices of this stuff or what you get, everyone's just like, dude, we get all this for... It's, you know, it's like two-thirds the price of what Nuclear Blast would would put a package on um and like i said the death dealer album is is only you know three you're only going to hear three songs but after you hear those three songs you're going to want to go buy the album and uh i'm going to steal i've been stealing the line from stan lee from marvel comics he said uh you know heavy metal is like a nice pair of tits it's way better to have it in your hands than be looking at it on the internet
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to steal that quote that's yeah. awesome um, by the way, uh, the, whoever does all your graphics and your web stuff and your design across all your platforms, pretty kick ass. I mean, so uh, I mean,
2: I'm a comic book guy, man. Yeah. I want to look at some cool, some cool mm-hmm. shit. And, you know, I'm real particular about my artists. We work with Dusan Markovic and Mark Sasso, you know, who does all the Dio stuff. So, you know, we I, I got the two top guys in the industry and I love working with them and and they're expensive. But when I put a record out man i want people to see that album cover and just go holy shit (laughs) and um that's what people are doing with the with the conquered lands cover people just love that cover and um everything inside you know it sounds just as good as it looks on the outside and um uh, deathdealermetal.com steelcartel.com that go and check out the steel cartel youtube channel i'm on there i don't know if you've seen any of those videos where i'm doing my top 10 metal vocalists and bunch of I do a bunch of funny shit and uh, we got a cool cool music videos there and we're gonna be putting a lot more content up on the on the YouTube channel I'm gonna do one you're gonna like this one I'm gonna do my top 20 King Diamond Merciful Fate songs where I sing like a part of each song as we as we go through them I do my my King Diamond impersonation as we do my top 20 King Diamond songs so that that video is gonna be coming out soon that should be fun
0: Many have tried, most have failed. Only a few survived. This is the Mount
3: Rushmore of Metal. We have a segment called Mount Rushmore where we just try to boil it down to the top four. So if you can give us your Rushmore of Metal vocalists, uh, what would they be? Well, you have to have
2: Dickinson and Halford for sure. And then you got two more. You know, everybody wants to put Dio on there. I don't know that you know if it depends on if we're doing like the most important you know metal uh guys metal frontmen versus vocalists if it was you know metal frontmen Ozzy would be one and then you know maybe Dio for the fourth as far as the the most important you know metal frontmen but if I was just going on pure vocals it would be Halford Dickinson um midnight from crimson glory and because he was amazing and i might have to put john arch from fate's warning as the fourth one
3: well and i know when that top 10 came out you missed some guys and then was uh yokum Khan's and ralph sheepers on that initial top 10 list that you had no,
2: and I, I'm going to go back <laughs> and do an addendum to that because I forgot about <laughs> you guys.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I know. I saw real it
2: real quick. But, and I think Ralph, you know, me and Ralph are homies, and I was like, dude, you know, because Ralph is singing so good lately. Like, he's like gotten better with age. Like, when I saw him live on the last tour, I was just like, dude, are you frick? you know, I was like, what in the hell are you on, man? Because he's just, he's singing so freaking killer, and uh, he's going to be in my addendum. Yoakim khans I'm not really that big of a fan of, I mean, he's, he's a good singer and everything, but as far as the top 10, I mean, there's too many dudes that'll, that'll bury him. He's a cool dude. We've been for some reason been running into the Hammerfall guys all the time. We're like, What's up? Like for the last like two years, we just keep running into each other. Um, but I wouldn't put him in my, my top list, but yeah, there's, I gotta have an addendum and I, and I started a list. There's going to be an addendum video like, uh, Okay, I might have I might have gone too fast on this, so that'll nice. be that'll that'll be something I gotta finish up too. Well,
3: it's certainly fun, uh, I guess, in between stuff that you're posting as well. So, um, well, Sean, I don't know if you saw my yeah. simple solutions videos that are on there, where I teach you how to tie your shoes <laughs> oh, yeah, and zip a Ziploc bag. <laughs> yeah. We thought that was where COVID got to you too much, the quarantine, (laughs) when you started doing some of that stuff.
2: Peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and uh, the bowl of cereal was a real popular one. People really liked that. What happened to the fire and ice? What was the fire and ice thing? Well, no, that was
3: the one. It was like either or. So like either you're happy you guys went forward with that three tremors, or you're regretting saying maybe we shouldn't have gone in that direction. I suppose. That's no, you
2: know, it, it, the fun thing about the three tremors was, you know, we used the cage band as the backing band and, um, you know, the cage guys are, we're all really good friends. I mean, we hang out beyond just music, you know, we actually call each other and, and go do stuff beyond that. You know, we're like, we're like a group of a real good friends. And so it was interesting to see how Ripper and Harry would like fit into that whole dynamic and, and now, you know, we've done so, many, so much touring and shit together. And, and, I mean, we already have stories of a lifetime, the stuff we've had to overcome and snafus and broken buses and, you know, canceled shows and flights missing. I mean, Harry called us. He's like, I'm at the airport. We're supposed to be in Seattle. I'm at the airport. Like, I don't see you guys. And we're like, where are you? Where are back and forth, back and forth. He was in Oakland. He got off the plane at the wrong time and freaking was didn't know he didn't even know he was in oakland he thought he was in seattle and uh so i mean stuff stuff like that but it ended up you know the seven of us are like we were like a heavy metal street gang so it's really cool that we all like bonded and and so i always look forward to those tours because they're just they're just nothing but laughs and and fun and then and there's really and the other thing being a singer in that there's no stress because like if your voice is blown out that day, it don't matter man cuz the other two guys can just cover off can cover it can cover it up man. So there we're doing like, yeah, 20 shows in a row, you know, fuck it man, no problem. Like somebody'll be able to sing that night. So no regrets at all. I love the Tremors.
1: Well, we look forward to the uh, new release Concord Lands coming out in mid November. We'll do everything we can to support it, push it. Let all our listeners know. And we want to thank you for spending a Wednesday night with us and wish you the best of luck and stay healthy, Sean.
2: Yeah, that was a good show. Thanks, guys. And I'm going to go ahead and send you a link through Messenger. You got it, man. All right. See you guys. Take care, man.
4: WLFE TV Radio.
1: There you have Sean Peck, lead singer of Death Dealer, talking about the new album, Conquered Lands. At the beginning of the interview, we played the first single, which is Sorcerer Supreme. Say that three times. And we're going to give you a little preview of the brand new single called Running With The Wolves. Again, the album, Conquered Lands, comes out on the 13th next Friday. There's a new video for this song so here it is Death Dealer from the third album, Conquered Lands. This is Running with the Wolves, Metal Mayhem ROC. <laughs>
0: This edition of Metal Mayhem ROC is brought to you by Mr. V's Street Style Vending and Special Events Catering. Visit our lunch cart in the College Town District at Strong Memorial Hospital or hit up the late night weekend location at the corner of Monroe Avenue and South Goodman. Look us up at mrvsvending.com for catering, pricing, and availability. That's Mr. V's Street Style Vending and Special Events Catering. Now, back to Metal Mayhem ROC.
1: We're going to end the show tonight with a tip of the hat to the late, great Ronnie James Dio. I had a chance to catch up with a gentleman by the name of Terry Leroy. Now, Terry's a current meddler. He's the lead singer of of a band called Granny for Barrel. Now, Terry put together a band called Leroy 13. In this band, they did a kick-ass cover version of the Dio song Stand Up and Shout. 100% of the profits of this recording are going straight to the Stand Up and Shout cancer fund that Wendy Dio, the late, great Ronnie James Dio's wife, oversees. And then we're going to end the show with a complete playing of the song Stand Up and Shout, Leroy 13 style. It's a kick-ass song. It's just another example of how the metal community sticks together and takes care of their own. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And as always, you could reach us at metalmayhemroc.com for archive show listings there. You could join us on our Facebook Metal Mayhem ROC group page where we have daily discussions and interactions. And just search Twitter for Metal Mayhem ROC and you'll get in touch with me or Mark. So, that being said, we have on the line Terry Leroy of the new DO Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund. Terry, welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC. Hey, hey.
5: Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. Of course. Stoked, Stoked to be on here.
1: And it's a nice thing. We broadcast from uh, Rochester, New York, and through show research, we found out Terry's a uh, upstater.
5: Yeah, man. A swiggo just down the street from you guys, or up the street. Depends on where you're at.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... 60
5: miles, 60 miles.
1: So again, Terry is the mastermind behind the new, just-released cover version of the Dio classic, Stand Up and Shout. This is a charity thing benefiting the Cancer Fund research that is in memory of the late Ronnie James Dio. Terry, why don't you uh, explain exactly how you got involved in this and your role in the whole production?
5: Okay, so, um, well, uh, so Granny Floor Barrel was uh, doing a lot of touring up until last year. <laughs> well, in fact, the last show we played, Was uh, last November at the Whiskey. And uh, Wendy Dio was in attendance there. We knew that she was going to be there. And we said, hey, you know what? I I mean, I love, I mean, I've I've been inspired by Ronnie Dio since, I mean, I was 16, ever since I heard Heaven and Hell on the radio. And actually, even before that, Man on the Silver Mountain, when he was in Rainbow. So, um, you know, I said, let's, guys, let's put together, I, I love singing, stand up, and shout let's uh, let's learn this in our hotel room which we did <laughs> there's no rehearsals, just drummers calling on the bed we're you know we're just you know had the guitars there and we just did our thing we went over it a few times played the song for her um and she loved it she loved it and um a couple of nights later we we were at the bull for ronnie event because mm-hmm. granny had gotten invited to uh, make an appearance at, at that event which was awesome so we did, we did the, the show there. We did the appearance. We played another show later that week. So we were in LA for about just a week. Mm-hmm. Um, we came back home. Um, Wendy got back in touch with us and said, Hey, you know, I really love this band. Hey, would you guys be interested in playing the Ride for Ronnie event in May? And then, of-, of course, the 10th year anniversary is you know 2020. So there were a lot of different events planned. And we were really excited about that. And then, of course, fast forward to covid Everything got shut down. Everything got canceled. And we're all just sitting around going, yeah, what are are we going to do? And so, you know, I've been recording with David Bendeth now for a couple of years. We've been recording granny songs and just recording in general. Um, So I said, you know what? I, I really, you know, while this all this Ronnie Dio stuff is fresh. and You know, Wendy had seen us and, you know what? Let's do something good here. Let's do something for the charity. Let's do stand up and shout. What do you think, David. And David was like, "Dude, that's a great idea. Let's uh, let's round up some players." So that's how the thing got started. And then David, um, you know, he's you know he's worked with so many musicians, and he said, "Hey, I got some great ideas." So we started throwing names out there, making some calls, and next thing you know, we've got Will Hunt and Troy from Evanescence. We've got Aaron Polly from Of Mice and Men, who I'm also doing some co-writing with, anyways. Prior to this, mm-hmm. uh, for the Granny Four Barrel stuff and and or whatever entity it becomes, because we just like to write and record. Um, and then another addition, who you know we love this this guy Sammy uh, Sammy Baller. Um, you should check him out on Instagram. Uh, he's he's just this guitar prodigy shredder. He's a you know, he's like 20, 20 something years old. Looks like he just stepped right out of nineteen eighty two uh, Phenom Shredder. And, and David Bendeth was like, "Dude, you got to see this kid." Well, he's not a kid; he's he's a, he's a man. But you know, you got to see this guy. He's 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 fantastic. And so we reached out to all the guys, said, "Hey, we want to do this thing. Are you in?" They all said, "We're in." Boom, and here we are talking on your show.
1: Now, Troy and Will from Evanescence was there. Yeah. a... Is it something that they're able to spread their wings a little bit and do something a little different than the structure of Evanescence? Did that appeal to them to do this Dio thing? Well, absolutely.
5: So, um, you know, Will Will and Troy are both huge Ronnie Dio fans and, you know, old-school metal fans. And, um, you know, Will got involved first. Um, Troy came after because we originally were just planning on doing this four piece. So it was going to be Will, it was going to be me, Aaron Pauly, and Sammy Baller. But then Will and Troy obviously they talk. And Troy's like, Hey, Will, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, dude, I'm working on this cool charity thing. He should Check this out. Hmm. And so it was funny because Troy was actually, I think, teaching his son from Ronnie Dio, actually that song. And he was like, Well, I. He goes, I just want to lay some guitar down. Do you mind if I do it? And Will's like, yeah, I don't care, dude. Go ahead. So yeah. you know, Troy, Troy lays some guitar down. He get the lead on this. OK, Sammy's got the intro, the shredding, shredding intro. Then Troy has the actual primary lead in the song. And then there's a trade off at the end. And so Troy sent this to David Bendeth. And David said, hey, you got to check this out. This is from Troy. And I was like, dude, does he want to like do this? Because he's in, like, I mean, the more the merrier, and this is fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, now this whole so, this whole thing was remotely conceived.
5: Yeah, yeah, all remotely, man, because this is, we, we we tried to stay true to the 10th year anniversary of Ronnie's passing, and, you know, May, 10 years ago, so we said, let's record this in May. We recorded it in May.
1: And, um, Remote, remotely,
5: under coronavirus lockdown, so, you know, Troy's in Florida. I forgot where, uh, or excuse me. Troy's in Atlanta. Will's in Florida. Aaron was in California. Sammy's in Detroit, and I'm up here in Upstate.
1: This do stand up and shout. That's just one foundation, and Wendy do runs it.
5: Yeah. So so stand the Ronnie James the stand up and shout cancer fund as it's properly called, and it's docancerfund org. That's the that's the web, the website. That is a five oh one C. it's a you know, it's a charity, it's a not for profit. Mm-hmm. And and there's apparently I think there's something like fourteen board members. And that's like the primary and that's hers, you know, that's that's hers. That's her entity. Um I don't know about any other ones. I mean the the bands, the Dio disciples and our last in line, I, I don't know what those incarnations are or where they're from. I mean I think Wendy has something to do with Dio Disciples.
1: Yeah, uh, um, a, a quick uh, history. The Dio Disciples, it's uh, like um, Craig Goldie and some of the post-last-in-line members of Dio have done the Dio Disciples, and the last-in-line is the recording guys Vinnie Appice, Vivian Campbell, the late Jimmy, oh, okay. the late gotcha. Jimmy Bain. So gotcha. th- they, you know, th- th- that's their angle. And about a year and a half ago, Metal Mayhem ROC had the chance to promote and bring Last in Line to Rochester. So we spent oh. a day and a half with them, and it just so happened to be the day of the gig was the anniversary of. Uh, it was in 2019 of uh, the passing of Ronnie. Oh wow! Yeah. So, um, wow. why did we record it in May and then release it now? Was that a business decision, or it's, it took that long to get it mixed in?
5: Per- yeah, yeah, it did because you know there's you know things were just you know not functioning normally in the music business in general. So you know we got it recorded, then it then it had to be mixed and mastered. Ted Jensen over at Sterling, you know, did the mastering. David Bendeth produced it. Um, And that was remotely, too. So David was working with, you know, a different engineer, um, Rick Carson from Make Believe Studios in Nebraska. Um, And it just, you know, it took some time. And then, of course, we had to get approval. So that took some time as well um, because, you know, we wanted the support of the organization. And, And Wendy was all for us doing it because we contacted her even before we ventured to do it and said, Hey, we're thinking about doing this. What do you think? She says, Hey, I love the idea, but you know, I've got to approve it. I've got to hear it. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to sound great.
1: Well, we're going to take a listen to this version. And one thing I've had an advanced copy of it. You guys put your own flavor to this version and the vocal mm-hmm. the vocals are fantastic all of it's fantastic it oh thanks. It, yeah it stays to the the spirit of the original but yet you know you put your own spin on it so it's uh it's a credit to you guys before we go uh give us a little update on granny for barrel what are you guys up to what's in the future we're
5: sitting on a bunch of songs uh you know, this year was going to be a busy year. We're going to tour. we were going to do all kinds of things. So, you know, granny's still kicking. You can't kill her off. And, you know, we're going to be out there again soon.
1: All right, great. Well, um, Terry Leroy from Leroy 13 with the Dio Stand Up and Shout cover version for the Cancer Fund for Dio. Thanks for uh, uh, checking in with us today. And we wish you the best of luck.
5: Oh, man. Thank you, John. I really appreciate it.
1: Of course. We'll talk soon. Take care, Terry.
4: I'm sorry.
0: listening to metal mayhem roc check out our websites at metal and metalforever.com for information on upcoming concerts podcasts archives and all sorts of info please like follow and share with everyone even your non-metal friends catch us next time on wlfe dv radio